Welcome to the Tech Meme Ride Home for Thursday, August 25th, 2022. I'm Brian McCullough. Today, the Twitter whistleblower is a big concern for Twitter no matter what happens with the Elon stuff. Amazon zags slightly in its healthcare march. iPhone event official announcement. Ethereum merge dates officially solidified. Some new PCs from HP and what to expect from NVIDIA's next generation GPUs. Here's what you missed today in the world of tech. Twitter whistleblower Peter Zatko will testify before the Senate Judiciary Committee on September 13th to examine his allegations of widespread security failures at Twitter. I want to point out that while I've been thinking of this story largely in light of the Elon lawsuit, we shouldn't forget this whole thing could have a serious impact on Twitter no matter what happens with the acquisition. Quoting the Washington Post, Mr. Zatko's allegations of widespread security failures and foreign state actor interference at Twitter raise serious concerns. If these claims are accurate, they may show dangerous data privacy and security risks for Twitter users around the world, said Senators Richard Durbin and Charles Grassley, the chair and top Republican on the Senate Judiciary Committee. The lawmakers said in a statement that in addition to the hearing, they would, quote, take further steps as needed to get to the bottom of these alarming allegations, end quote. The hearing signals the mounting political and regulatory headwinds for the social network in the wake of Zatko's complaint, which has prompted bipartisan concerns about privacy and national security among lawmakers on Capitol Hill. The allegations became public as lawmakers have pledged to pass legislation to protect Americans' data privacy and hold powerful social media companies accountable. Twitter declined to comment on the hearing. The company has pushed back on Zatko's allegations. Company spokeswoman Rebecca Hahn said that the company has long prioritized security and that Zatko's disclosures appeared to be, quote, riddled with inaccuracies, end quote. Twitter held a town hall Wednesday in which executives discussed the whistleblower complaint. Executives tried to make the case for how much the company had done for security and privacy and described the complaint as a false narrative without going into details, said a person who attended the meeting who spoke on the condition of anonymity to discuss an internal company event. Much of the employee Q&A was related to the company's hiring freeze and attrition the company is facing in light of the market downturn and the chaos caused by the Musk takeover bid, end quote. At that all-hands, Twitter executives pushed back against Zacco's complaint, with CEO Parag Agarwal saying a false narrative had been created, quoting CNN. In the meeting Wednesday, Sean Eggett, Twitter's general counsel, said the company reached out to regulators and various agencies around the world when the company learned about the allegations being made by Zatko. Senator Richard Blumenthal has called on the Federal Trade Commission to open an investigation into Zatko's allegations. Twitter's main regulator in Europe, the Irish Data Protection Commission, said it was seeking information from the company in light of the allegations. Executives were asked if they were going to point-by-point publicly address the many allegations Zatko made about the company. Rebecca Hahn, the company's head of global communications, said in the meeting that there were a, quote, number of reasons why the company had not been able to do this yet, in a possible allusion to the ongoing legal battle between Twitter and its potential future owner, Elon Musk, end quote. According to an internal memo, Amazon will stop offering Amazon Care at the end of 2022, after determining that it wasn't, quote, the right long-term solution for enterprise clients, quoting GeekWire. The surprise move Wednesday is a major course correction in Amazon's broader foray into healthcare. Amazon says the decision impacts only Amazon Care and not its other healthcare initiatives. This decision wasn't made lightly, 
and only became clear after many months of careful consideration, said Neil Lindsay, Amazon Health Services Senior Vice President, in an email to Amazon Health Service employees. Although our enrolled members have loved many aspects of Amazon Care, it is not a complete enough offering for the large enterprise customers we have been targeting and wasn't going to work long term, end quote. Amazon says company leaders determined that the Amazon Care business model wasn't working prior to and independent from its agreement to acquire primary care company One Medical for $3.9 billion, which was announced July 21st. That acquisition is still expected to move ahead pending regulatory approval. The company did not disclose the number of employees who will be impacted by its decision to shut down Amazon Care. Many care employees will have an opportunity to join other parts of the health services organization or other teams at Amazon, which we'll be discussing with many of you shortly, and will also support employees looking for roles outside the company, Lindsay wrote in the memo to employees. Amazon Care launched in 2019 as a pilot program for employees in the Seattle area where Amazon is headquartered. Last year, it expanded to non-Amazon employees across the nation. It's a hybrid of virtual in-home primary care and urgent care services without brick-and-mortar clinics or physical locations. Chrissy Farr, a health tech investor at Omer's Ventures, said there may have been potential overlap with One Medical, quote, that may have been awkward to navigate, end quote. One Medical also sells into employers and offers telemedicine services. It could be a signal of where Amazon plans to focus its energies, Farr said, noting that she did not have firsthand knowledge of the reasons for the decision, end quote. P.S. Apple made it official yesterday and went and announced an event on September 7th at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, called Far Out, where it is expected to announce the iPhone 14 lineup, watch Series 8, and more. Quoting CNET, There's no way to truly know whether Apple is hiding any hints in its invitation. Still, it's easy to imagine how the imagery could connect to rumors that have been circulating about the iPhone 14. At the center of the invite, is an Apple logo that's seemingly made up of a constellation of stars or specks of light. The phrase, far out, sits below it. Perhaps this is a reference to the camera improvements that might be coming to the rumored iPhone 14 Pro and Pro Max. These phones are expected to get a new 48-megapixel camera, which would be a step up from the iPhone 13 Pro's current 12-megapixel camera, according to Bloomberg's Mark Gurman. There's a chance Apple could be testing the increased clarity that this new camera would bring to the iPhone 14 Pro line with the far-out tagline. But that's not the only possibility. Remember the rumor about satellite connectivity that made the rounds last year? If that feature does end up surfacing in the iPhone 14, a starry night sky would certainly be an interesting way to tease it. TF International Securities analyst Ming-Chi Kuo reported last year that the iPhone 13 would support satellite connectivity, enabling it to maintain a connection when typical cellular coverage isn't available, as Mac rumors reported. However, that didn't end up being the case. Then there's the rumored processor upgrades. The iPhone 14 Pro and 14 Pro Max are expected to be the only ones in the lineup to get a bump in speed to what would presumably be the A16 Bionic chip, according to Quo. If Apple is planning to make that processor a major focus of this year's iPhone announcement, it might be using the phrase far out to indirectly reference a jump in speed, end quote. And make note of this date becoming official. The Ethereum Foundation says it will begin the big Ethereum merge to proof-of-stake consensus on September 6th, though it's going to be split into two parts, the second running between September 10th and 20th. Quoting the block, 
The merge will be split into two upgrades called Bellatrix and Paris. Bellatrix is timed to occur at 11.34 a.m. UTC on September 6th, and Paris will be triggered sometime between September 10th and September 20th, according to the blog post which provided the image below. Proof-of-stake relies on validators instead of miners. Instead of expending lots of computing power like proof-of-work miners do, proof-of-stake validators lock up sums of money to prove their trustworthiness to the network. The switch has been a long-held goal for Ethereum's developers. In the final testing step, the Gorley testnet successfully merged on August 10th. The new blog post also includes links to download the necessary upgrades for the various Ethereum clients. Operators will need to do this before the Bellatrix update occurs. Update your clients, tweeted Ethereum Foundation comms lead Joseph Schweitzer, end quote. Since we're talking about that interesting data point about crypto, the Washington Post says that despite huge ad campaigns by crypto companies over the last year, a Pew survey of U.S. adults shows those trading crypto has stayed flat at around 16%, and that's covering a period from September of last year to July of this year. Quote, Industry leaders are warning that new pools of investors could be even harder to find in the coming months. On an earnings call this month, the publicly traded crypto exchange Coinbase, which ended 2021 with 11.4 million monthly active users, said it expected to finish the year with between 7 million and 9 million monthly active users. Moya said that even if retail investors drop off in the wake of the recent crash, the crypto markets could be fueled by institutional investors who are more likely to buy in after a crash. A Pew study also examined demographic data and found that it hadn't changed much over the past year either. As in September, adults over 50 were only about one-fourth as likely to invest in crypto as adults under 30, while men were 2.5 times more likely than women to put money in crypto. The study also found that all the marketing campaigns didn't do much to heighten general crypto awareness. Last September, the percentage of those who said they've heard nothing at all about cryptocurrency was at 14%. By this summer, after all the media attention, the ranks of the crypto ignorant had shrunk by just one percentage point to 13%, end quote. With everybody fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features features help you say the right thing at the right time every time plus you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to constant contacts best in class 97 percent deliverability rate i use this and you should too tackle any challenge with constant contacts expert live customer support plus everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee so get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at constantcontact.com just go to constantcontact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. Constantcontact.com. When you go through airport security, there's one line where the TSA agent checks your ID and another line where a machine scans your bag. 
The same thing happens in enterprise security, but instead of passengers and luggage, it's end users and their devices. These days, most companies are pretty good at the first part of the equation where they check user identity, but user devices can roll right through authentication without getting inspected at all. In fact, 47% of companies allow unmanaged, untrusted devices to access their data. That means an employee can log in from a laptop that has its firewall turned off and hasn't been updated in six months, or worse, that laptop might belong to a bad actor using employee credentials. Collide finally solves the device trust problem. Collide ensures that no device can log into your Okta-protected apps unless it passes your security checks. Plus, you can use Collide on devices without MDM, like your Linux fleet, contractor devices, and every BYOD phone and laptop in your company. Visit collide.com slash ride to watch a demo and see how it all works. That's K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash ride, collide.com slash ride. HP this morning announced two new PCs, the 13.5-inch Dragonfly Folio G3, starting at $2,379, and the 34-inch all-in-one desktop, starting at $2,119, alongside a webcam and a 4K display. Quoting in Gadget. To start, HP has introduced the first Folio hybrid in its Dragonfly line, the Dragonfly Folio G3. As with earlier Folios, you can pull the 13-inch screen forward to convert the machine from a laptop to a presentation device or tablet. Don't expect the Snapdragon chip from the Elite Folio, though. This is a conventionally powered PC with a 12th gen Intel Core i5 or i7, up to 32 gigabytes of RAM, and a new cooling system that promises to maximize performance without extra bulk. The 3.1 pound design is also thoroughly up to date. You can choose between either a 1920 by 1280 LCD or a 3000 by 2000 OLED panel. There's no slot for the stylus, alas, but you can magnetically attach and charge the pen on the side like you can with some recent iPads. You'll find a pair of Thunderbolt 4 USB 4 ports, plus the usual audio jack and optional 5G can keep you online away from Wi-Fi. Storage starts with a 256GB SSD and scales up to 2TB. The Dragonfly Folio G3 is already available with a $2,379 starting price. That's far from modest, but it's better than the $2,642 Elite Folio HP was selling as of this writing while offering better performance. Desktop-bound remote workers are well accounted for. HP has unveiled a 34-inch all-in-one, that's the actual name, whose centerpiece, beyond the 5K ultra-wide display, is its webcam system. You can move the magnetically attached 16-megapixel camera to multiple places on the top bezel and point it towards the desk for sharing documents. You can even add a second camera to share your notes while you stay on screen. You have the choice of 12th Gen Core i5, i7, or i9 processors, and you'll have GeForce RTX 3050 or 3060 dedicated graphics. Expansion shouldn't be much of an issue with up to 128GB of RAM, 4TB of SSD storage, 2 Thunderbolt 4 ports, 4 USB-A ports, Ethernet, HDMI 2.1 output, an audio jack, and an SD card reader. The 34-inch all-in-one arrives in September with a base price of $2,119. There are a pair of accessories that might prove appealing whether or not you care for HP's computers. The 32-inch Z32K G3 is billed as the first monitor to combine LG's IPS Black Tech, 
higher contrast ratios with Thunderbolt 4. You can plug in and charge many recent laptops up to 100 watts, daisy chain another 4K screen, and otherwise minimize the need for cables and docks. It's not the brightest display at 400 nits, but the 98% DCI-P3 color coverage, pivoting and tilting, will make it useful for creatives. It doesn't ship until November and has yet to receive a price. There's also an add-on webcam, the HP 965, touts a 4K resolution, AI-guided framing and autofocusing, and a low-light-friendly 18mm f2.0 lens. You can buy it today for $199." End quote. And since we're talking about GPUs briefly, and we're in the fall announce season for new hardware, I wanted to make note that NVIDIA is set to announce its next generation of GPU architecture next month, September. If it's graphics firepower that floats your boat, here's what Tom Warren says to expect, quote, NVIDIA is getting ready to announce its next-gen GPU architecture, codenamed Lovelace. Ampere is the current GPU architecture that powers NVIDIA's RTX 30 series GPUs after Turing debuted with the first RTX cards in 2018. NVIDIA is now expected to detail its Lovelace GPU architecture at GTC 2022 in September, with CEO Jensen Huang hinting at an announce during the company's recent earnings call. A new GPU architecture announced doesn't mean we'll see RTX 40 series GPUs immediately, though. NVIDIA first unveiled its Ampere architecture for data centers before launching its RTX 30 series cards for consumers months later. There's always a slight delay between an architecture announce and consumer GPU launch with the RTX 20 series that was just a week, so it doesn't necessarily mean we'll be waiting months. Either way, rumors continue to suggest NVIDIA is working on RTX 4080 and RTX 4090 GPUs. The monster RTX 4090 was originally rumored as a July release, and it could offer a big performance boost over existing RTX 3090 and even RTX 3090 Ti cards. Or isn't that T? I can't remember. Wong also hinted that current-gen RTX 30 series GPUs will live alongside next-gen ones. The reason RTX 30 series and 40 series will likely coexist is because NVIDIA has built too many GPUs. It's currently being forced to adjust retail pricing due to excess inventory, and we've seen RTX 30 series cards appearing at MSRP recently, following years of prices being hiked 2 to 3x by resellers. The crypto crash has affected GPU demand, and the excess inventory makes it more difficult to predict when NVIDIA is likely to actually put its RTX 40 series cards on shelves. NVIDIA's GTC 2022 conference will run September 19th to 22nd, with Jensen Huang's keynote set for September 20th at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern, end quote. All right, tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, the usual time, our usual Twitter space. We're going to kick around this whole Twitter whistleblower thing, but also some new cutting-edge AI stuff that we're going to turn you on to. But this afternoon, if you see me pop into a space, that's me testing my setup, so either ignore it, because it's nothing, or come help me figure out why I can't hear anyone in spaces all of a sudden. Talk to you then, or tomorrow, or whenever. <laughs>